Hey there, Mountain family. Uh, it's so good to be together today, whichever campus you're participating from, or if you're watching at home, online, or a coffee shop, or wherever, a big welcome to you. You are in the right place today. Last week, we started this new series called Bless. We're thinking, okay, as things start to open up, and as people continue to get comfortable with, with going back out, and, and they're leaving their homes and going back into the world, that there's a missional opportunity in front of us. Like, I don't know if you remember this, if you think back, like think way, way back to like a year ago, you, you'd leave your house when you could and you'd walk down the sidewalk and you'd see somebody walking towards you, they'd make eye contact with you and all of a sudden they'd like do the turn and walk around you. You know what I'm talking, well it's not like that anymore. No, people are starting to come back at, at their level of comfort and in their timing. We're starting to see relationships get reformed and rebuilt. People are, are paying attention, they're not avoiding you on the sidewalk. And we think that in this next season, there's some real missional opportunity for those of us who walk with Jesus to bless some people. And so we started this series called Bless because we know people are hungry for community. People are hungry for friendships and people are actually hungry for God. Studies tell us that, that, that COVID stirred up within people some kind of spiritual seeking deep within them. In ways like we haven't seen in recent years, people are asking questions about God. And we are people who follow Jesus who say we can be a blessing to them. And those people who, who are starting to seek God, those same studies tell us that they're willing to have a conversation about faith with somebody who is their friend. So we as a church, we're asking the question, how can I bless my neighbor in a way that helps them to see the love of Jesus? It's time for us to go bless some people. So why, why do we bless? Well, we go way, way back, all the way to Genesis, okay? Ben shared this with us last week. It's a really important verse for us. It starts with Abraham. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I'll show you, and I'm going to make your, you, you into a great nation, and I'll bless you, and I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. See, God is calling us to be a blessing, and Jesus, he reiterates this. In Matthew chapter 28, he says this. He says, therefore, go and make disciples in all nations. And I don't know if you remember last week, Ben talked to us about that word go. That word go literally means as you go, as you go about your life, wherever it is that the Lord is taking you, be on mission. Be present with people. Care about people. Go and be a blessing. And so we're going through this word bless. And last week, we talked about the first letter. It's an acronym. It spells out something really important for us. The B stands for begin with prayer. Last week, we talked about how important it was. If you missed it, please jump on YouTube or on the website or whatever and check out last week's message. you got to start there. So we talked how important it was to get to know the people who live right around you and just start praying for them by name. We encourage everybody to fill out one of these maps, okay? This is a map of my neighborhood, my street. I filled this out. One of the things I came to realize as I filled it out was I don't know these people's names. I don't know these people's names. I don't know these people's names. I actually just met these people this week because I filled out this map and I wanted to start to fill in the blank. And I can start to pray for them by name. That maybe the Lord will give me an opportunity to care about them and bless them. And just to help folks out last week, we said, hey, do me a favor, sign up for this text message, okay? It's the word bless. It's pretty simple to do. Text bless to 877-622-1824. And let us throughout the week just send you some words of encouragement. One or two texts a week, nothing big, nothing major. Just a way to keep you engaged and thinking constantly about how we can bless people. So that's the B. 
begin with prayer. And this week, we're moving to the L. Do you have any idea what the L might stand for? You got any guesses? Think about it. What could the L stand for? What's so important? I play basketball a lot with my son out in the street. We've we got a hoop on the cul-de-sac, and we'll be playing basketball, and I, get to, I don't take it easy on him, okay? I never take, we are not a participation trophy kind of family, okay? I am going to win every single time for as long as I can, because I know one day he's going to beat me. And I'm playing basketball with him. I'm up like 20 to zero, and all of a sudden I get distracted. My wife yells my name. I don't remember what it is. And he takes off running, and he does this layup. And when I look back and I see him score, I look back, and he's doing this stupid little dance. He's, he's doing the take the L dance. Do you know what this is? It's like a Fortnite thing, right? Y'all, we need to take the L. As a church, we need to take the L. Now, he's talking about the fact that I lost. He was calling me a loser. That's not the letter. We need to take the L, and the L is listen. We need to become a community that really listens to other people. How often do you really stop and listen? If we really want to bless our neighbors, our coworkers, our friends, our family, we need to listen. But I got to tell you, I, I don't think we're very good at this. In general, as a culture, I don't think we're very good at this. We're not, we're not good at listening. We're more interested in people hearing what we have to say than hearing what they want to say. We're more interested in speaking than allowing others the opportunity to speak. We want them to hear our problems, our views, our sides, and we rarely slow down enough to listen to what's going on in their lives to hear their concerns, their frustrations, their joy, their hurts. And oftentimes when we do slow down, well, we get distracted by their. So let me show you what I'm talking about. I'm going to ask my buddy Julian to come up here. And I, I just want you to experience a little bit of what I, I think I've experienced or maybe done sometimes, okay? This is Julian. Julian, come on over. Hey, brother, good to see you, man. How are you? I miss you. So, Julie and I used to hang out all the time pre-COVID. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen you in like a year. In a while. Man, how, how on earth is your family doing? They're doing good, man. We are yeah. excited about summer coming. That's good. I've got a few yeah. family activities planned. That's good. Oh, we hang on one second. Hey, Eric. Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, uh, I just want to say that first worship song that we did this week. Yeah. Did you plan that? Yeah. yeah. With the group, yeah. Good job, man. Keep up the good work. That was awesome. I like that song. Jeez, that was great. Hey, sorry, man. What, what were you saying? I was telling you that we actually are planning a couple of camping trips. We actually booked a few places, one in July and one in August or something that's, like that's that. Great. So, yeah, the one in August is going down all the way to Virginia Beach. So, so Yeah, no. sorry, my Bitcoin uh, just, like, jumped okay. a little bit. Dogecoin, I was just checking out. So, yeah, it's something we've been doing, you know, yeah. as a family for a long time. It's a that's good time good. to connect. And so, you said you're going camping. We're going camping mm -hmm. for... Probably like a week and a half. And where are you going? We're going in August. We're oh, going all the way down that's, to... That's great, man. You have fun with that, right? Like, that, that's what we do. What was that? He wasn't even listening. We don't <laughs> listen to people. We, we might be talking. They might be talking to us, but, but we're not paying attention. Right? We get distracted by other people. We get distracted by our phone. We cut people off. We're not very good at listening. And I'm as guilty as anybody. And what I'm trying to learn is that if I really want to bless people, I need to learn to listen. Not necessarily to speak, just to listen. Don't miss how important this is. If we really want to bless, 
If we really want to help people to know who Jesus is, to understand the love of Christ, to, to understand how this life is lived best with him, they will give us the opportunity if we just slow down and listen to what's going on in their lives. And it could, it could be a challenge. We know that, right? Because in this world, everybody's talking. A lot of people are screaming and not a lot of people are listening. We don't listen to people. They regress and they don't feel valued. But check this out. For most people, being listened to is the same thing as being loved. Being listened to is the same thing as being loved. I, I see this firsthand day in and day out right in my own household. My daughter, man, she can talk. She talks and talks and talks, and it is nonstop. Like, hey, Dad, guess what I did today? I made slime, and then I went on a walk, and then I played with the dogs, and then I washed the dogs, and then I played with slime again, and then I watched a YouTube video on how to make slime, and I made slime. And she comes home some days, and she is just rattling, 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 talking, and I'm finishing up a work day, and I'm, I'm checking email, or I'm, I'm finishing writing something for church, and I'm just kind of blocking her out. And as she talks to me, and I ignore her, or I cut her off and I start talking about something else, well, it never fails. The, the tears, they start to come. Because when I don't listen to her, when I don't give her space to talk, she doesn't feel valued. But when I sit knee to knee with my little girl and I listen to what she has to say, she just swells up with pride that her dad loves her. If you have a teenager that's learning what it looks like to think for themselves, don't just cut them off and disregard them. Give them room to speak, to express, to think out loud. If you and your spouse aren't taking time to really communicate and talk and just listen to each other without cutting each other off, there's a problem there. Your relationship's not going to be as strong as it could be. If you have neighbors that you're never talking to, how are you going to know who they are so that you can bless them? Don't just walk down the street and say, hey, Bill, good to see you. How's it going? All right, bye. No, no, stop. Be present with people. If your coworker is going through a hard time, don't just focus on work. Work can wait. But stop and hear what's going on in their lives. When someone feels loved by you, they start to trust you, and you start to become their friends. And what we're learning is that people are really interested in faith and hearing about faith from people that they consider friends. We can't become friends if we don't listen. Now notice what I didn't say. I didn't say listening means hearing and then having to respond or having to solve the problem or having to say something so profound. That, that, that's not what it's about. Now most people, they just really want to be heard. They want someone to listen to them with intention, with focus, like they might actually really care about them. I think this might be a good definition of listening for us. L listening is this, giving focused and loving attention to another. You know who is really good at this? You guessed it. Jesus was really, really good at this. Jesus knew how to give focused and loving attention to other people. I mean, just open your Bible this week and start to read about Jesus in Luke chapter 18. You're going to see all of these moments where he'll ask questions and then he'll listen. You got moments like when he met the woman at the well in John chapter 4. 
or the two men that he encountered on the road to Emmaus in Luke, 20, or in Luke 24, when he listened to the woman he healed in Luke 8, and one of my favorites is found in Luke chapter 18. That's where we're going to camp out today, okay? Jesus does something amazing here. I want you to hear this story. Scriptures, they, they say this, okay? It says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting on the roadside begging. Now, Jericho is a pretty buzzing, hopping place, and, and Jesus He's making his way to Jericho, and as he comes into Jericho, he's got some place to be, okay? He, he's going to Jerusalem. He's got to get there for Passover, and he's going through Jericho where there are all these people. Think Times Square pre-COVID, okay? Tons of people everywhere. And Jesus is there, and he's making his way through. And all of a sudden, we see there's this blind man sitting there on the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked, like, what's happening? What's going on over there? And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Now, Jesus has a reputation. He's a healer. He loves the unlovable. He cares about people. And this blind man obviously needs something that Jesus can offer. And he starts screaming, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He sees Jesus and he just wants to get close to him. He wants Jesus' attention. Yet everybody else, what do they say to him? Those who led the way, they've rebuked him, and they told him, be quiet. Like, hey, Jesus is a busy guy. He's got places to be. He's got things to do. Back off. Be quiet. Hush up. But he just shouts all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. He screams to Jesus. And like I said, Jesus had places to be. He's busy. He's got all these people just yelling at him, asking for his attention. Everywhere he goes, crowds surround Yet with all of those people there, Jesus hears the faint cry of a blind man. And what he does next is absolutely remarkable. He hears the people. Yet he hears the one that really needs him. He's busy. He's moving. He's got some place to be. But somebody needs his attention. And what does Jesus do? The scripture tells us that Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped. Like, don't miss how profound those two words are. Jesus stopped. Somebody needed his attention. And he took time out of his busy schedule to stop. And not only that, he says, hey, bring him closer to me. And so now you have Jesus and the blind man standing toe to toe. Friends, I got something that we, we have got to hear. We have a problem with stopping. We are a busy, busy culture. We got places to be. We got things to do. We are, we're important. People need us. We don't stop enough. I put my earbuds in, I put my head down, and I mind my own business. Like I said, I'm guilty of a lot of this. This sermon's hitting home for me in a big way. I do this in my neighborhood. I'm trying to get back into shape, so I'm running like a mile and a half every day, and I leave my front door, and it's the first thing I do. What do we do? We put in our earbuds, we play on the music, and we take off running. And I run by my neighbors, and I see them, and I give them the nod, and I keep moving. I do my mile and a half. I come back home. I go inside. The earbuds come out. It's just the other day, I, I was walking down the street just with my kids. I didn't have my earbuds. I was with my kids. On the way back, I, I heard a guy kind of yelling, help, 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 help. And I, I run over, and it's one of my neighbors who I, who I don't know. 
and he's trying to put his motorcycle up on a ramp, and the motorcycle kind of falls over, and he's hanging on to it, just like trying so hard to keep it from falling over. And I run over, I'm like, hey, can I help you? He's like, yeah, please, come on, what do you think? I need some help. And I go over, and I help him, and I hoist this thing back up, and I meet him for the first time there. I'm like, hey, I'm Jared. I, I live just a couple doors down here. And he goes, oh, you're the one who lives there? I met your wife. She stops and talks to me all the time, but I, I didn't know. I thought you lived somewhere else. You just ran by here. I'm like, ouch. I'm so busy, I keep my head down, narrow-focused, that I hadn't even met this man who lives two doors down, and I decided I was going to stop there, just be present with him for a minute. He told me so much about his life, so many ways in which I know I can be praying for him, because I stopped to listen. I was forced to stop. Jesus chose to stop. We often keep our, our head down, our eyes on the ground, and maybe no one will bother me. But Jesus kept his head up and on a swivel, looking for someone to bless at all times. And here's what happens. You would think, you would know. Okay, Jesus, he interacts, he sees this blind man, he, he says, hey, bring him to me. He's standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. You would think Jesus just knows what he needs. He doesn't really even have to talk to him. Right? Jesus knows. He can see that he's blind. He, he knows somebody had to escort him over. Jesus knows this. So what do you think the man wants? Jesus could have just said, hey, you're healed and move on your way. But that's not what Jesus did. What he did next is so intriguing. He brings this blind man over. He's standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. And here's what the scripture says. When he came near, Jesus asked him. I mean, think about it. I learned in Bible college that Jesus is fully God and fully human. And if he is fully God, then he has this little thing called omniscience. He is all-knowing. He knows what the man needs, so why stop and ask him? But he did. Jesus stops and he asked, what do you want me to do for you? Like, no, duh, Jesus, what do you think he wants, him, he wants you to do for him? We all know, you know, but Jesus knows something so important. And by asking this question, he's revealing his very character. And thus the character that we are supposed to have as Christ followers, that if we truly want somebody to feel loved, we're supposed to listen to him. Did Jesus know what he wanted? Yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. But Jesus knew one of the ways to make the man feel truly loved was to ask him a question and listen to the answer. On a busy street, with a busy schedule, he stopped, he got toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody who needed him, and he asked him a question. And the man replies, Lord, I just want to see. Lord, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Jesus listened to him, and because he listened to him, he knew how to bless him. Jesus is showing us the blueprint. Listening is more important than doing. If we do without first listening, then we don't really know how to bless. When we slow down and we really listen to people, we know what they need. We know how we can be a blessing to them. And Jesus does this so often in the Bible, we can't go through all of it, but, but notice how attentive Jesus was to the needs of Peter and the other fishermen. When he was with people, he was fully present, totally engaged with every single person he meets. 
He's completely mindful of them, their lives, their interests, their joys, their sufferings. When he's with fishermen, he talks about fishing. When he's with farmers, he talks about soil and seeds and weeds. Jesus is always present with the people he meets. Like, there's just nobody else in the world. Jesus knew how to listen. And when we listen, people feel known and they feel loved. Don't miss how important that is. When we listen, people feel known and they feel loved. There's countless stories I could go through where I've seen people really sit knee-to-knee with somebody, toe-to-toe to somebody, and really care about them. Tom, he's on our staff here. He's, he's really good at this. I've gone out to lunch with him a few weeks at the same place, and when we go there, he'll, he'll always, like, we're going to catch up with our buddies, but he'll always stop, take time away from us, and get to know the waiter. And I'll say, hey, man, tell me about you. What, what's your name? Oh, yeah, what do you, you work here? What else do you do? You got a family? You got kids? Uh, you in school or whatever? He, he starts to build this relationship by asking lots of questions. And the next week he goes back and he remembers something about him and he, he continues to invest in him and care about him and listen to him. Tom's goal is to be someone who cares about other people by listening to them. And when he does that, there's equity being built, there's love being exchanged, there's friendships forming. When we listen, there's something really important we need to remember. Listening doesn't always require speaking. As a matter of fact, I think it rarely requires speaking. That's hard for me because I'm a fixer. When I hear something, when I hear somebody's got a problem, I want to say, hey, how can I fix it for you, right? I'm a competitor achiever. Those are my top two things on my strengths finder. So you know, when something's not working, I want to try to fix it. If something's, if something's not working, I want to be the first one to fix it. And I, I don't know why, when I was thinking about listening, so many of the illustrations just were me and my wife. I, I don't know if anybody else feels that. All right, I'm, I'm usually guilty here, but there's so many illustrations just between me and my wife. And I got to tell you, the past year of COVID has been really hard. It's been really hard on moms who choose to do the homeschool thing, moms who are helping their kids through digital learning, through online learning. There were so many days when, when I would come up, emerge from the basement, you know, down there working on Zoom calls, and I'd see her, and she was just so defeated, so deflated. And I'd ask her what's wrong, and she would just start to say, oh, this and this, and I'm so tired, and this, this is just so hard. And the first thing I would always do is start to give her advice. Well, I know I can fix it if you just take some time for you and go for a walk. Or, hey, what if we did this? What if we put the kids over here on this day? And, and oftentimes she would reply to me and she would say, hey, I'm not looks, looking for you to fix it. I just want you to listen. People just want to be heard. There's so much power in listening. But we so often listen with the intent to speak. We have something that we think others need to hear. We have opinions that need to be shared. We listen with the intent to speak. But what Jesus tells us is we need to listen with the intent to hear. So that we can bless. Proverbs 18.1, I love this verse. Okay, I want you to hear this verse. Here's what it says, Proverbs 18.1. It tells us something super, super important. And that's that, that there... is something called a fool in this world. And a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And let me tell you, church, if there's one thing I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we're not fools. Don't 
be a fool. That's your lesson for today, okay? Really get to know people, care about people, listen to people, not always feeling like you have to express your opinion back to them. Really get to know them, empathize with how they're feeling, even when you might disagree with it. That probably means that Facebook isn't going to be the place where we get to listen to other people well. That probably means it's going to take more than just a text message exchange. It's going to take us stopping the busyness of our life, getting toe-to-toe with somebody, and truly listening to them. Do you know that Jesus asked 307 questions in the Bible. 307. But he only felt like he needed to offer explanation or or solve the problem or or answer a question three times. Three hundred and four times he listened. And if you read the Gospels, you know Jesus did a lot of talking. There was no shortage of his opportunity to talk, but it usually came after listening to somebody and building that equity with them. Listening leads to people feeling loved. So maybe just real quick, a couple of quick hitters on us, okay, for, for us. If we're, if we're going to really learn what it means to listen, then we got to learn, like, what not to do. Okay, so this is the list of, you might be a bad listener if. And here's how the list goes, okay? You might be a bad listener if you are the one-upper. Okay, you meet somebody and you're listening to them like, yeah, my dog died. Life hurts so bad. Well, I had two dogs that died, right? Like, like don't try to one-up people. Just listen to them. Just be present. If you don't know what to say, it's okay. Just be present. You might be a bad listener if you're the inspector. Like, do you really feel that way? Are you sure that happened? Are those really the facts? You might be a bad listener if you do the reroutes, okay? Like someone's talking to you and and you're having a conversation, all of a sudden something pops into your head that you want to talk about, and so you immediately take the conversation and you reroute it the direction that you want to go. You might be a bad listener if you're the projector. Like, oh, I'm just so sad right now. Oh, me too. Feel my feelings. Feel my pain. You're sad. I'm so much sadder. This is so bad. Don't be the projector. You might be a bad listener if you're the mechanic. This is me. Okay, I want to fix it. You tell me your problem. I'll solve it. You know where that's from? That's a great 90s rap quote for you, okay? I'm the mechanic. You got a problem. Let's solve it. Last one. You might be a bad listener if you always enter a conversation with a bone of contention, meaning all you're listening for is the thing that you disagree with so that then you can offer your opinion. I know that's like crazy, crazy rare. I mean, can you really think of any topics in our culture and and current climate that are very controversial? That was sarcasm. We can't enter every conversation just looking for the stuff that we disagree with. Otherwise, people will never really feel cared for, really feel loved, and we won't be able to truly bless them. Now, Jesus said, I'm going to listen, and then I'm going to bless you. And here's the deal. Listening leads to feeling loved, and if you really listen, you might get the opportunity to speak. When we really listen to somebody, it offers respect. It shows you care. It shows you love them. creates friendships. 
And in exchange, well, they might eventually allow you the opportunity to speak into their lives. And nothing is more important than speaking the truth about who God is and how he has transformed us. And people say that they're willing to hear that from someone who they consider a friend. The formula here, if we want to bless people, if we want them to experience the life-changing love of Christ through the life that we have to offer, if we want to care for our neighbors, then we need to stop what we're doing and we need to listen. And listening leads to people feeling loved. And if we love them well, they might give us the opportunity to speak. Let me just say, if you're a good listener, then when something happens in someone's life that shakes them to the core, when they really need somebody, when it's one of those moments they really need advice, they're going to turn to you. Or when they're seeking faith and they're wondering what God is all about and they know that you're going to listen to them, they're going to turn to you and you're going to have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. So let's get real practical here again. Okay, what does it look like to be a good listener? Well, here's what it looks like to be a good listener. You might be a good listener if you ask personal and open-ended questions, okay? This is like 101. You just ask people questions that aren't like, hey, man, how's it going? See ya. Hey, how's your family doing? Tell me what's going on in your life. You might be a good listener if you show them you're listening. Be empathetic. Feel what they feel. Be present with them fully. Help them to know that you're feeling what they feel. Help them to know that you're listening. You might be a good listener if you answer questions with questions. Okay, somebody asks you a question, a good way to keep the conversation going is just to ask more questions. All right, they ask you questions, you ask them questions, you're getting to know them. You're not taking all the time just to speak about yourself. You might be a good listener if you listen without judgment. This is huge, friends, okay? How often does someone say, yeah, I gotta tell you, like, like, life is hard and stuff is going on. The other day I was out, I, I partied a little bit too hard, and man, I got drunk. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. Like, like, don't let your face show that you are judging them. That's not going to be helpful, okay? you got to listen without judgment. And you might be a good listener if you pay attention. Be an active listener. Don't do what I did to Julian. Give them your full and focused attention. Pretend like there's an arrow over your head pointing at whatever it is that is really getting your attention. And just imagine when you're talking to somebody that you're trying to keep that arrow pointed on them, showing them that you love them, that you care about them, that you are fully present, and that you want to bless them. People want to be known. People want to be loved. People want to be heard. When we stop and listen, check this out. We might get the opportunity to show them they are known by God. They are loved by God, and they are heard by God. And we stop and listen. They're going to show us how we can bless them. That blind man said, ah, Jesus, I just want to see. And Jesus made time out of his busy schedule to stop and get toe-to-toe with him and hear what it is that he needed, just to listen to him. And because of that, he had the opportunity to heal him, to bless him. And the scripture goes on and it says, he looked up at Jesus and he saw him there and he followed him, glorifying God. 
And everyone in the streets joined in, shouting praise to God. Jesus took time not just to heal him, but to care about him. This wasn't just an exchange of goods. Heal me, offer your miracle, and I move on. That was a relationship being built. And because of that, he didn't just walk away. He followed Jesus. Friends, let's be the kind of people that listen so intensely, that put aside the busyness of our lives to give full focused attention to people who just need to be heard, and we care about them with a radical love. Let's be the kind of people that when we listen so intently, people look at us, and they see Jesus, and they follow him. Begin with prayer. Stop and listen, and they might see Jesus. Let's pray. God, we come before you, and God, in these moments, we, we just ask that, that you move in a mighty way in the lives of your people. God, for all those who claim to follow you, that you are Lord and you are Savior of our lives, that, God, we would see ourselves as people who are called to be a blessing, that we would be people of radical prayer, that we would care about getting to know the names of the people around us, and we would commit those names to prayer, and then, God, we would take time out of our busy lives just to pause and be present and to listen to them allowing them the opportunity to share with us how they feel, what's going on in their lives, and God, how we can bless them in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That God, because of our efforts, because of our listening, God, our prayer is that they might come to follow you. Because you're listening, and you love them, and you are present. And you are life-changing. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.